Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Brasheed podcast. Now, as we progress in our lives, we become exposed to new ideas and new things, which can sometimes make us forget what the most important thing in our life is. Um, as we've spoken about in our previous episodes, uh, it's important that we remain committed to Christ, to have a uh, committed relationship with Christ in order to be better Christians. However, some people will find it okay to leave this relationship for later on in their lives. And for that reason, we thought it would be good to discuss the importance of uh, knowing our priorities, setting our priorities straight, and to not let other things, other worldly things, deter us from having a relationship with God. And um, I think before we get into the breakdown of, of today's uh, episode, I just wanted to read a verse from Matthew chapter 8, which sets the foundation of what today's topic will be. So Matthew 8, verse 18 to 22 says... And when Jesus saw great multitudes about him, he gave a command to depart to the other side. Then a certain scribe came and said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Then another of his disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. So, um, yeah, sorry. Um, I just wanted to say something quickly about this verse before we, um, you know, start talking about the points that, that we wanted to talk about today. Um, you know, some people, they read the, the Bible, not in a sense of, you know, like not in a way to gain something out of it, but in a way to like read it and, you know, not, and not try and understand it, but rather try and, you know, convict it of something. So a lot of people I've heard, I've seen, I've read, will look at this and say, Jesus is like, you know, he's such a savage here. Like he's saying to his disciple, like, forget about your father, just follow me. Like let the dead bury their own dead. But the meaning that you can derive from this and the meaning that Christ is trying to portray here, not only to that disciple as well, because Christ is God. So the plan is not, an immediate plan. It's a plan for the immediate and for the future, for generations to come. So when Christ said this, it was a point to the disciple, to the follower, and to those who will follow afterwards regarding our relationship with Christ. You know, a lot of us in our daily lives, we'll talk about our daily lives first and then because it's the more simpler thing that we experience in our day-to-day lives. That is, you know, a lot of us will say, you know what, we'll leave this assignment for Monday. We'll start it on Monday or we'll leave the diet for Monday or, you know, I'll stop doing this on Monday. Or even like in terms of our micromanagement, you'll see the time it's 3.02. You'll be like, it's OK, I'll start doing my work at 3.30. It'll be 3.31. Ah, I passed by one minute. I'll start at four o'clock. So we humans love to procrastinate um, some more than others. And we do it in a lot of our, you know, in our daily life. We do it in our uni work. We do it in our jobs. We do it at, in a lot of different things, in a lot of different scenarios, a lot of different situations. Sometimes it might have a bad effect on you. And sometimes you won't actually have, you know, something negative coming from, you know, procrastination, whether it's like, it might be something simple. You might not see the negative outcome. But when that transfers onto your spiritual life that's when problems start to happen and that's 
you know, some of the points that we want to get into today. Yeah, that's right. I think we've become so accustomed to, you know, we can do anything at any time. And so we'll leave it for later because we, we have the internet and we have everything. We can do things whenever we like. And, okay, well, I'll catch up <clears> on that later. I'll do that later. Um, but when you're in that mentality, when you have that mindset, it, like you're saying, it does it does transfer to our spiritual lives. It's not something that's secluded because we're both physical and spiritual beings. So whatever we do in our physical lives can affect and does affect our spiritual lives. Yeah. That's why it's important to first get your life in order and prioritize your earth, earthly things, your priorities. And then when you put that in order, you can put your spiritual life in order because you're not just physical. You're also spiritual. Yeah. And I think that's what many people, they don't think about that. They think, okay, just... Do whatever you normally do in your physical life and then, you know, do the right thing in your spiritual life. But if you don't have the balance, if you don't have order in both, you won't be able to commit fully to God, to fully have that relationship with Him. And I think this problem arises um, with because of the notion that humans have. They don't think about death. They don't think about what if it's too late? Where am I going to end up after I depart from this world? And you hear a lot of people, they get upset when preachers or their teachers at bible studies or their priests at church they start talking about these topics of death getting ready uh we don't know the the day or the time you know the kingdom of god is coming soon they don't they get offended because you know we want to live on this earth why don't we talk about the good things god is loving god is um merciful god protects us from this god loves his creation but sometimes we need to wake up we need that reality check. And that's what's missing from a lot of us. And that's why we are often so lazy. We're not guaranteed tomorrow, let alone the Monday that we're planning for to stop doing this or stop doing that. Or I'll go to church starting from next week. Why not go tomorrow? Why not go on Monday? Why not just go outside the church and say a prayer? And that's the point that Christ is making here to his disciples. Leave everything behind. Leave things that are not necessary to your growth behind. What benefit will you gain if you go and bury your father? There's a message there. It's not about not attending your father's funeral. That's not the concept. It's the principle. It's the principle that Christ is trying to portray. We can't take things out of context. We can't take it out of Christ's mouth and twist it to what we want. There's context. There's a message being portrayed here. Leave those things behind. Stop being lazy. Stop going back to your old ways. Stop saying, oh, I haven't, you know, stolen, let's say, for example, I haven't stolen for a week. And then you steal something on Saturday and you'll be like, oh, I ruined the streak. I'll start next week. Why? We can't revert to our old ways. What happened to Lot's wife when she turned? She turned and that was the end of her. And that's another message that's being portrayed to us. We can't always turn back we can't be lazy in our spiritual lives we can't procrastinate in christianity yeah. because not only are we not guaranteed tomorrow not only are we not guaranteed the next minute not only that but the longer we allow ourselves to be lost the harder it will become for us to get back into the light that's right i think the important thing when christ replies he says follow me and let the bury, let the dead bury their own dead it's that sense of ur urgency he says follow me he doesn't say when you're done, or when you have the time, or when you feel like it, follow me. It's That's what we don't realize. We don't realize the urgency that of having a relationship with God. We don't realize that, like you're saying, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. 
we think we like to think that we'll live to 80 years old but that's not guaranteed might die tomorrow and the urgency isn't there we don't we don't think about death often enough i know it's like i know it's not a nice thing to think about we'd like to think we live forever it's a reality it's a reality but it's not nice it's often not talked about because we don't want to bring people's mood down and things like that but it's something we must talk about and it's something we don't often think about enough and like shane said in the beginning we say oh, i'll go to church later when i'm older or you'll hear people say Church is for old people, man. Live your life. And then after, you know, when you're on your deathbed, get close to God. Sunday is the only day we can rest. Let us yeah. enjoy our lives in our youth. And then when we're older, we'll have our Sundays off and we'll attend church. That's right. But we don't think of it this way. When we leave the path and we spend more time wandering around in the wilderness, like I said, the harder it becomes to go back on track. Because if you go... Think of it in a, scenario, in a scenario, you're walking on a footpath, you start wandering around in a jungle. You know how to go back because you haven't gone that far in. But the further and further you go, you'll get lost eventually. And it'll be harder to get back onto the path. It's the same thing. It's the same concept, sorry. We can't be lazy. We can't be those people to look back and regret what we've done because of some simple errors and simple mistakes and some laziness. That's right. As Christians, we have to be we have to be active. We have to be proactive. We have to know what we're doing. We have, to, we have to seize the opportunity. Seize every second we have in our lives to, you know, find Christ or to live a life that is pleasing to Christ. Let's not leave it too late. And that's the message that Christ is trying to portray here. That's right. And I think we've been, we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now, but the importance of our priorities. What is our priority in life? If... Like you're saying, we have to think about it every second of our day. Is this, when, when will I end? When's the end of the road? And when that happens, where am I going? And if, if Christ, if a relationship with God isn't a relationship, isn't priority in our life, isn't on the top of our list, that's what we must focus on first. I think, I think a better way to put it, instead of having a list with God first, is yeah. having God as the center yeah. and everything exactly. else you know, revolving yeah. around that's that. Because yeah. Yeah. we have to do our earthly things. We have to work we have to study we have to um you know many of us will get married many of us will have families to take care of um you want your own enjoyment there's nothing wrong with enjoying your life <laughs> you know god created the beautiful world for us so that we can enjoy it he didn't create a dull world so that we can just sit in our rooms 24 hours and pray no he created a beautiful world he created a, a world with wonders and materials and he gave us a mind to think to invent things to be creative to enjoy but then again, we have to remember, just like in the Garden of Eden, where God gave Adam all the freedom, but he told him not to break the rule of eating from that tree so that he remembers that God is above his head, we too, let us not be dragged away by the freedom that we have in this world. We have to always remember that God is above our heads. That's why no matter what we do, yes, have fun. Yes, you can enjoy your life you can prioritize you can go to work you can you know put your family first before other situations in your life but above all god has to be the center of our lives in our workplace we have to work in a way that is pleasing to god when we enjoy we have to be responsible why because we don't want to displease god we don't want to get drunk we don't want to do shameful acts we don't want to do things that we're going to look back on and regret so that that is what we mean we have to live a life centrally focused, like you said, about God, and then everything else will revolve around it. 
You can have fun with God as your priority. You can enjoy your life with God as your priority. You can work as, with God as your priority, not lie, not deceive clients, not steal, not do that. God can be placed in the center of everything you do in your life. It only comes down to how much you want to focus on God and how much you want to focus on these earthly things. That's right. I think Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 puts that perfectly. It says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. That's the thing. The first thing is seeking God's kingdom and his righteousness. Like we were saying, do the right thing. God has a set of morals we must follow, and those are the morals, those are the standards that we must live up to, to live a good life, to be, do the right thing to ourselves and to peoples. The important thing is, like we mentioned, all these things shall be added to you. We were talking about previously, we shouldn't worry about these physical things, these material things. Because if we seek God's kingdom first, it will be added to us because of that. Our life will be joyful. God will give us joy. We go through sorrows, but it gives us joy because we follow him and we seek his righteousness first. Exactly. Um, and, and that idea, going back to it now, just to talk about our last um, few points, that idea of, you know, leaving God behind and going back to our old ways should be a reverse. It should be putting God first and leaving everything else behind. And that happens when we set our minds straight, when we set our minds to a reality. Because if we don't have a reality, and that is that we are eventually going to go, we're going to go from this world. We're not immortal. We're going to leave. We're mortals. So everything we do here is temporary. When we have that reality in our minds, that's when we have that reality check to put everything into perspective. If we keep going back to our old ways, it keeps dragging us away from the path. And it's like a bait. You know, you'll say, I'll start on Monday. That's the bait. Then when you get hooked on, you'll be like, I'm enjoying this now. I've got plenty of time left in my life. I don't have to go to church this Sunday. I can take a break. Um, I haven't gone since Easter, but it doesn't matter. I'll go next Easter. And from next Easter, when I go, I'll start going every Sunday. Well, you're just putting yourself in even more vulnerability to fall for other things by not going to church. Because church is that reality check. Church is that call. It wakes you up. Every Sunday you hear the word of God and you come to that reality that this is the priority in your life. This should be the priority in your life. Christ died for us and he gave us the opportunity. So we have to take that opportunity. We have to take the opportunity and understand that if we have faith in him and we follow his ways, we live a life pleasing to him, we will be saved. But if we choose to ignore it, we're going to have to face the consequences. And that's the reality. And that's the purpose of hell. Not because God will hate, God hates people. No, God loves us all. But free will opens that path, that opportunity to be in the presence of God or out of your own will, out of your own choice, be separated eternally from God. I think it's also important, just as a disciple, how Christ instructed him to leave the dead and let them bury themselves. It's important that we leave the things that are drawing us away from God behind. We question everything we do in our lives. That's about having that mindset and saying, okay, I do this, but why do I do it? If you have a look at it, maybe the reasons you do it is they're just they're not good enough. They you maybe you've, you've grown up doing this thing and 
now it's not beneficial and everybody else does it and society's told you to do it and it's not beneficial. Question everything. It's good to be skeptical. What is the point? Where is this going to lead you? That's right, exactly. Ask these questions from the most basic things in your life. Because when you break things down like that, you can see, okay, this is not beneficial. I won't do this. This is turning me away from God. I won't do this. We often don't think about these things because we're so busy with other things, either our phones or work or school or whatever it may be. But it's important to take that time and think, okay, I do this. I've been doing it for so long, but I've never questioned why I do it. Okay. And oftentimes we question, why do I need to go to church? It's good. Ask that question. Find out why we need to go to church. We do need to go so we can go worship God and be in his presence and have that relationship. But bring that same level of skepticism to everything else you do. Question everything you do because many things we do them and we don't realize why we do them. And they just become habits in our lives. We as humans are so quick to question those things that we do not want to do. Exactly. But the things that we do do, that we do, we don't want to question them. We've, like you said, we've been doing them for all our lives and they become a part of us. No, we have to question everything that we do. What's the point of getting drunk? Ask yourself, do you have fun? Do you have fun waking up the next morning being embarrassed of what you did the night before? What's the point of deceiving people? Do you enjoy going better? going to bed at night knowing you've lied to someone and possibly ruined their life. So we have to understand that these things that we do that have become normal are not normal when we question it and when we sit down and reflect because we have to realize, like we've said many times before, that what the world does and considers normal is not normal to a normal Christian. They've made it normal because they've done it so consistently that over, the, over time it's just become you know, whatever. It's become a part of us. But no, we as Christians have to be awake. And idleness is an issue that we must remove from our lives. We can't be idle. We can't be sitting down doing nothing about it. We have to do something about our own lives. Because at the end of the day, Christ made the sacrifice. Christ did his part. Now it's up to us. We save ourselves through Christ's sacrifice. We get the you, choice. Tell you're, choice. You're not going to save me. Christ, the, Christ sacrificed himself for everyone. But you're not going to be responsible for me going to heaven or hell. It's going to be me. So if we want to do it or not, it's up to us. It's our action. We have to wake up and take action. And that's the main point that Christ was trying to make in today's uh, Bible verse. And that's the important message of this Bible verse. It's that we have to take responsibility. We have to look at our life and say, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the wise thing? Okay. And it, it's not easy to have wisdom. If, and like, like James 1.5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. We ask for wisdom, God will give it to us, and he'll guide us throughout our lives. Exactly. Yeah, and I think that beautifully sums up everything that we spoke about today. Um, we have been called to be the salt of the earth. And what better way to be the salt of the earth than to first seek out God's kingdom and his righteousness and, then, and have him uh, as the center of our life. And then everything else revolve around that. So um, that brings us to the end of the podcast episode. Thank you guys for watching. Um, please make sure to like, share, subscribe, get the message out, spread with your friends, um, just to get everyone on board and, you know, to, to, to try to get this message out to as many people as we can. Thank you. Thank you.